Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Kinda Creepy. Alright, that was nice. Like, that wasn't planned. Michael didn't join him, but it was good. Um, having flashbacks to this. <laughs> oh, yeah, they see the screenshots up on the screen of what we're doing next. Today's episode, we are going to be watching and reviewing Welcome to Camp Nightmare from Goosebumps. Uh, this was the fifth and sixth, it was a two-parter episode, um, it was the fifth and sixth episode of Goosebumps, it was a two-parter. Air date, uh, was November 17th, 1995, two days after my birth, two days and a year after my birthday, or a year before, two days after my birthday. I can't do that anymore because, you know, the days are messed up. So I'm just gonna say, a year later, it would have been two days after my birthday. Um... I'm so confused right now. Uh, I'm just letting them go. They came out on November 17th, 1995. I was born on November 15th, 1995. That's all you need to know. Um, did you guys ever read this book? No. No? You never <laughs> no. read Welcome to Camp Nightmare? Thing is, I remember reading it and liking it, and I remember there being big differences in the show. Like, big differences. Uh, but I guess that is what we're here to find out. Uh, yeah. Guy Billy, he's going to a camp. There's a nightmare. That's basically the story. Let's find out what's going on. We will see you guys right after this episode. Right after this break. Bye-bye. Wait, not bye-bye. Until then. Yeah, that works. And we are back. So, uh... Y'all ever been to camp before? Yes. Because it's just like this. I went to a church camp once. It was huge. It was just like this. Well, not verbatim, but basically, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's start with the plot. So we start with this bus that's headed to a summer camp, apparently called Camp Night Moon. The fucking the bus driver who looks vaguely like Donald Trump in a sailor outfit gets off the bus and just starts like. Taking, like, their luggage off and throwing it on the ground. <coughs> and, uh, then he takes off and leaves. Next thing you know, we see this big old, like, this big old monster coming out. <laughs> Seconds later, an explosion <laughs> happens. <laughs> Turns out, it was the camp counselor, Uncle Al. He's like, oh, that was Saber. This is a gun that I have. It's the newest technology. It's a flare gun that apparently shoots fucking explosions. <laughs> The explosion gun. <laughs> the explosion gun. So anyway, Uncle Al takes them back to the camp. The boys and the girls are split into two separate camps. Um, on the way back, you we pass this cabin called the Forbidden Bunk. Why is it forbidden, guy? Why is it called the Forbidden Bunk, Michael? Because it's forbidden. Because it is forbidden. That's the only explanation we get ever. <laughs> the only answer we get to anything. Yeah, out of any question. There are so many questions that are asked throughout this episode. Little to no answers given. <laughs> ever. Little to nothing. Nothing. So anyway, they get back to camp. God, my heart is going. My blood pressure is too high for this shit. So... They're it's just hot in here, man. It's a little hot in here. So, they get back to camp, and they're given, like, a couple rules. Uh, don't be out past curfew, you know, don't go to the forbidden bunk. What was the other rule? Oh, write home to your parents every day. Every day. Oh. Every day. Well, and, uh, right off the bat, uh, we get our main group of guys. It's uh, our main character, Billy, who, gotta say, 
is a shining hero throughout this entire thing. Like yes. he is, he is somebody you want to be your best friend because he will make sure you are good, man. Will you be my best friend, Billy? Yeah. No, yeah, he's good. He's a good dude. He's a real good boy. Um, and then we have Mike, uh, Mike Roger. Did you say Lazowski? Mike, Mike Lazowski. <laughs> Mike, Roger, Colin, and Jay? Yeah, Jay. These are the other bunkmates. Right off the bat, Mike gets bitten by a snake that's just in his bed. Just in his bed for no reason. Um, Billy, quick thinking, is like, hey, grab the other end of the sheet. We're going to wrap them up and throw them out the window. So they do that. We then meet one of the most insufferable fucking counselors I've ever (laughs) seen. His name is Larry, and he's a bitch. This entire show, this entire episode could have been called Larry is a Bitch the Saga. (laughs) You want to take it from here, Michael? You want to go next? Okay, Larry starts just railing into them about why uh, they throw a sheet out. Perfectly good sheet. What the hell? Yeah, what the heck, guys? Oh, I got bit by a snake. Fuck your snake. I want to... Just, he, Larry looks like the description of Aunt Petunia in the Harry Potter books. Oh, absolutely. Huge teeth, kind of looks like a horse. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. No argument there. And he's a toothpick as well. So, horse face toothpick. So imagine Tyler. This horse hasn't been fed. So imagine Tyler, but skinnier and more (laughs) bitch-like. Yes, straight up. Bigger Ah! teeth, bigger teeth. Just big old gapers. (laughs) (laughs) It's reminding me of the uh, nemesis. (laughs) The redesign with the huge teeth. Oh, God. And then we go to the campfire that is at 1,700 hours. 7 o'clock at night, but apparently it looks like no, it's... 1,900. 1,900. 1,900 hours. So, 7 o'clock at night, <laughs> looks like it's 10 or 11 yeah. at night. So... Singing the worst fucking campfire song In some shots, ever. it looks darker, and then in the wide shots where you can actually see the sky, it looks about 7 o'clock. Okay. Uh, but yeah, as Tyler said, worst camp song I've ever heard... I haven't heard many camp songs. I just assume this is the worst one I've ever heard. <laughs> like, it's ever nah. been. It's not a... Like, it's very uncatchy. Then Uncle Al's like, Oh, hey, Mike. Not Mike. Uh, oh, yeah, Billy. Mike. You're breaking rules by talking to her in the camp song. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. he was checking on Mike, who got bit by the snake. And then Uncle Al, without lifting up any of the bandages, is like, Hmm, looks like you're going to be fine. Oh, yeah, just looks at his bandaged arm and was like, I've seen this bite before. Let me know the fuck you have not. It's, yeah, it's a mummy bite. That's what the fuck. God damn it. So, that the night ends. They wake up the next morning and Mike is gone. Mike's just poof. Vamoose. Yeah, gone. Along with all of his stuff. Along with all, all of his stuff. stuff. Yeah, it's all, all gone. And then Tyler? Oh, gosh. We're almost at the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> It was a two-parter again. Yeah. This so, is part of the episode. So then uh, Billy goes to confront Larry about where Mike is and Uncle Al, right? Yeah. Right, both of them. And Larry's a bitch. Yeah, Larry, just any 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 altercation with single, Larry, yeah, he scenario, is a bitch. Every single scenario can best he, be described by Larry as being a bitch right now. Like, any kid could have, like, just took a good inhale of just fresh air, and he would have been like, why the fuck you breathing? Like, Jesus. Like, damn. Fucking relax, Worst fucking count- Worst counselor. <laughs> like, fuck. Ever. Uh, I, I think Ben Stiller in Heavyweights was worse. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> what happens after the... Oh, no. Immediately after that, like, they get to the mess hall. They're like, hey, Mike's gone. 
Larry's like, I really don't care. <laughs> Let's go play some baseball. Let's go play some yeah. baseball. As soon as they sit down to eat, nobody's even finished their food. You can see sandwiches left on Larry's plate. And he's like, let's go play some baseball. And like claps and fucking. So. Let's go get it. So they go to play baseball. <laughs> and Billy's like, yo, Uncle Al, who's the receiver, is like, um, where's Mike? Receiver? Yeah. The right. umpire. The umpire. Oh, the yeah. The receiver. Right. I'm like, are we going sexual right now? Who's the receiver of this? Okay, so Uncle Uncle Al's the umpire. And Billy's like, yo, so what happened to Mike? And he's like, oh, yeah, Mike, it doesn't matter. Play ball. Again, no fucking answers. It's like, <laughs> dude, come on. It'd take you two seconds to tell me. So. Just say he went home. He's gone. They play a good, like, <laughs> maybe 40 seconds of baseball before Larry just beams Colin in the head, which is one of the other bunkmates. So hard, he launches this fucking baseball so hard. It dents the helmet. A full indention into the metal helmet that has a crack going through the indention. You can see the ground on the other side of this fucking dent. It is he just... is a superhuman stick, apparently. Yeah. But no, so he gives Colin a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, they are, and they're just turning him yeah, over. He's like, oh, yeah, he looks body good. Like shit. I go, picks up Colin. like, come on, walk it off, boy. Yeah, it seems like they're not doing really good stabilizing his neck. But, you know, whatever. So um, then we find out, okay, bunk or bunk four, which is our main group, it's your turn. To, uh, you'll be the first to sleep out in tents overnight. And they're like, all right, what the fuck ever. And so Billy is in his tent with Colin, who is... In a sleeping bag, cocooned up because of his head injury. Straight up Aizawa. Straight up Aizawa from uh, My Hero. And fucking, um, is it, did I say Ray or Jay? Okay, Jay and Roger come rushing in from theirs, and they're like, dude, let's go find the Forbidden Bunk, let's go do the Forbidden Bunk, even though they did, we we missed, we glossed over the part because it didn't add anything to the story, where the very first night, they all went to the Forbidden Bunk. Mm. Nothing happened. We got a glimpse of Saber, but they didn't see him. No, yeah. nothing happened. It added nothing to the story. Yeah. So anyway, um, Jay and Roger, they're like, well, we're going. And Billy's like, no, I'm going to be a true G, and I'm going to stay behind with my head injured friend. And um, That's not what he fucking said. But he yeah. might as well. <laughs> he that might was as- the gist of it. That was yeah. the gist of it. Mine. Uh, later on, you hear Jay just fucking screaming his lungs out. So Billy goes running out, and he's like, Saber, Saber tore, f- tore Roger apart! It's like, oh, shit. It was a sound bite. No, so he tore Roger apart, and um, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go get Colin, because he's basically a sitting fucking duck right now. He's like, no, let's go! He's like, you do what you want. I'm going to go get our friend. And Jay follows and gets him, and they fucking carry him back to the the bunk but on the way there jay kind of falls but he's holding like colin's head <laughs> and so it just fucking slams on the ground and it's never let's add another one. <laughs> oh shit so i'm assuming colin is brain dead for the rest of this <laughs> but then oh my god so they get back on. to the bunk and Billy's like i'll keep watch overnight uh it's the next day now larry doesn't give a shit as usual well hold then, on we they well, Larry comes in because they think that he was the saber. Right, right. No, yeah, you're and, right. You're right. Yeah, and, and he's like, that's when it cuts to to be continued. Yeah. And then we have the whole recap, like a normal fucking TV show. Yeah, and then it gets back, and it turns out it's Larry, not Saber at the door, and he's like, you're going to get in trouble because you le- you you left your tent and... <laughs> that's how he sounds. <laughs> that's literally how he sounds to me. I don't think we were this mean to Tara. Uh, yeah. Larry's a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I hate him! 
Larry's a bitch. He ain't shit. Larry's a bitch. He ain't shit. He can suck on oh, my dick. I ain't down with that shit. <laughs> but anyway, so Larry goes and tells Al, and Billy stays up to watch the door because he's like, fuck it, Saber's out there. I know it. Next day, they're ordered to go to the lake. Um, Ray and Colin go to the lake. Uh, Jay. Jay and Colin go Ray. to the lake. My bad. Um, Billy finds a phone and right before he's able to do anything with it, he's confronted by Al who tells him, oh yeah, that's a fake dummy phone because I'm a masochist or I'm a fucking sadist. A masochist? A masochist is the opposite. <laughs> no, I'm a sadist and I don't like to have, you know, children calling Call home. home. <laughs> Which I mean, that's two things that make this camp pretty illegal. Like they have no nurse's office. They have no phone. Yeah, this is an illegal camp. Like this 100% illegal. Um, and so, Billy, he goes to the lake to find Colin and Jay, to find Colin and Jay, who are just fucking around in a canoe, not getting anywhere. They're both paddling the same direction on opposite sides. So towards each other, they're paddling towards each other on opposite sides of a canoe. How they got as far, how far... How they got as far as they did, I is, will never know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Tyler. You're welcome. Oh, my God. And so Larry comes out and he's like, hey, Brick, get in here. Get your life jackets on. He does. He has one life jacket and, like, two fucking... And he's got a little tube. A life jacket, yeah, two, inner tube. Two life preservers. And one that's a uh, unicorn inner tube. Oh, my God. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just, it's... they flip over in the canoe doing what the fuck ever, really. They flip over the canoe. That's because Larry threw the life preserver at them. And then they tried to stand up. Bad thing to do. Don't stand up in a canoe. You'll die. And it flips the canoe. And uh, fucking Billy, being the G that he is, is like, I'm going to jump in and help them. And Larry's like, no, don't fucking do that. It's dangerous. Do you want to drown too? Billy's like, fuck you. And gets in the water. I can swim, bitches. And Larry's like, Larry is no help. He's like, I wasn't here. I didn't see anything. And runs the fuck away, leaving these two kids, possibly three kids, to just drowned? So anyway, Billy, after n literally not checking anywhere that isn't in his direct line of vision, like, the canoe was, like, overturned. The lake was kind of murky. I mean, yeah, but the and canoe was overturned. Check under the canoe. He's operating on the assumption that they don't know how to swim. Because they expressly said, we don't know how to swim. Why... Why are you... Why go out in the lake? Because idiot kids. Yeah. Because plot. Because uh, Tide Pods. This was... Oh, it's rough. Dude, I am, I'm having a rough time right now. My... I'm, what does an aneurysm feel like? Oh, my God. Uh, it's a sharp pain in the head. But normally it kills you, I think. Normally it kills you. Yeah. It's like a quick, sharp pain, and then you're gone. I just had a sharp pain somewhere. <laughs> Wow. Anyway. Wrecked him. So anyway. Um, redneck, redneck word of the day. Wreck him. Wrecked him. Oh my god. Have you seen that? Anyway. I used to own all three copies of the Redneck Dictionary. So yes, I've seen it. Wrecked him. <laughs> no, yeah. The three copies. There were three volumes, Tyler. Continuing. Anyway. So Billy can't find him. He gets out. One continuity thing I liked is that throughout all of this, like him going back to the cabin and all this we're about to tell you, his clothes were still wet. They did a yes. good job on that. Great job. It was a good detail to keep. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't get that a whole lot. That no, continuity. yeah, it's like, so that was good. damn, they fucking just no, dry. That's, that's my normal like thing I look for in a movie or a show, is if somebody who got wet is still wet. Yeah. But, yeah, they kept but it. But all it is is like crotch area. Like, that's no. all it is. <laughs> 
So, um... Billy goes back to the cabin. Can't find anybody. Like, no one. Anyway. Can't find anybody. On the way there, though, he does run across just these letters that are blowing in the wind from his yeah. fellow, like... Campers? Uh, campers, yeah. I almost said counselors, but that wasn't the right word. His fellow ca- uh, campers that <laughs> they have written home. And he was like, what the hell's going on? So he goes back to his cabin, and then he has this whole, like... Remember that suit-up uh, scene in Batman? Yeah. Where it shows him putting on the gloves and everything, and, like, yeah. real close. So he does that. You see, you see him getting changed out of his wet clothes, and he goes to the Forbidden Bunk to try to find them. With a baseball bat. Boy With smart. a baseball bat. Um, I would have visited the kitchen, grab a knife. Yeah. Put it on the end of the bat? No. <laughs> Don't tape it to the bat! <laughs> Longer reach! <laughs> now. <laughs> no, like straight out, so it's just a longer reach knife. Eh. A knife with a bigger handle and a blunt surface. A bat would be too slow, though. Not, not if you can For slashing like that? You can You just do. Just keep spinning like a top. <laughs> yeah, you just fucking. Get some, get your get way some rope to extend out your reach. So you turn in the hedges at the same so what you time. Gotta, you gotta duct tape the knife. Good eye with chain. You gotta duct tape the knife to the end of the bat, and you gotta put a rope on the end, of the, the handle of the bat, and you gotta swing it around. <laughs> so if they're too hey, far, hey Billy, how's it? <laughs> if they're out too far, they'll hit the knife. If they're in too low, they'll, they'll hit the bat. If they're in too much, they'll get themselves wrapped up and like. And then it'll the just end up taking. He follows the letters to the forbidden bunk. Yes. yes. Where he meets Dawn, which is a chick that he was friendly with at the beginning. Who pretty had, eyes. Pretty eyes. Who had pretty to go eyes. to the girls' cabin. Um, yeah, they had to have touched up her eyes or something. They, they were fake eyes anyway. Like she had no blue. eyes there. They had really blue eyes, but yeah, those are contacts. They had to be. Anyway, if not, good on you. <laughs> yeah, really nice genetics. Yes, <laughs> good genetic eyes. I don't know my mom. I don't know my dad either. Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You want a lozenge? That's all I have. <laughs> I want a lozenge. Can I offer you a nice sympathy egg? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. They then proceed to find a barrel, like a big box filled with unsent letters. So they've been, they've had to write letters home, but they haven't been sending them. Which I'm just kind of like, okay, there's no real point for that to be there. Like, why even have that rule? I'm sure yeah. it played a bigger part in the book. But anyway, out the window, they see the counselors are now in camo, like military yeah. camo and shit. And they're like, we need to find the girl. And she's like, I'm scared. And he's like, I'll go out and like see what's going on. So he gets out there, and yeah, they're like, hey, a girl escaped from the girl's cabin. Here are some tiny crossbows with tranquilizer darts on them. Go out and get her, you small kid campers. And Billy's like, nah, fuck all that shit. Why Why are we trying to kill her? And they never gave a straight answer. No, they I'm never not, gave a straight answer. They didn't say they were trying to kill her. Yeah. We're not trying to they're kill just, anybody. Yeah, it's a tra- tranquilizer dart. They just want to stop her. Yeah. And they're just suction cup fucking uh, bolts. That's all they were. They're just painted silver. I wouldn't have known the difference when but, I was a kid. And, oh, but the nitpicking thing right there. Whenever it was to, uh, it was over Billy's shoulder aiming at Uncle Al, there was a dart there. Yeah. But then when it panned back towards him, it wasn't yeah. there. Wait, really? It I wasn't there. When the camera was facing Billy, there was no bolt. Really? When it was looking at Uncle Al from there the was overhead, one there. There was, it was loaded. I didn't notice that. <laughs> that. That was driving me nuts. I'm like, oh my god. Because it would cut back and forth, too. Yes. Oh my god, that's funny. Okay, so... Alright, Billy, you fucked up your lines. You missed the shot. We're just going to roll with it. <laughs> just going to um, roll with it. Fun fact, Bill, the actor who played Billy, his name is Kaj Eric Erickson. 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> Uncle Al is like, like he points the crossbow at Uncle Al because for some reason Uncle Al gave the rebellious one a fucking crossbow. Yeah. And um, so Billy points the crossbow at Uncle Al. Larry is still behind Billy. Why he oh. didn't do anything, you know, bite his head off with his teeth. <laughs> I mean, um. obviously, Larry has a horse bite. Larry has a fucking like <laughs> arm strength of a god to dent in a metal helmet enough to hit a fucking kid in the head. So he probably has enough to choke out a bitch, is what I'm saying. Probably collapse. But nobody does anything. No, except no, for Billy, see. who's like the mofo. Yeah, uh, Turn it sideways. So they Kill try, shot. They try to convince him. Um, Billy shoots Uncle Al, to which Uncle Al then replies. Good job, Billy. You passed. <sighs> at this point, Tyler, like, I was looking at Tyler, and you could tell that your head, your mind was being like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and your, your brain was rupturing at this point. Like, I could feel it. And so, his pa- Billy's parents proceed to come out of the woods, and are like, you did it, Billy. You passed. This was all a government experiment. Everybody's okay. And they all come out. Everybody's okay. This was all an experiment, because we want to take you on our next expedition. Tyler. Do you want do you want to give away this ending? Do you want to go ahead and do this ending for us? So, okay, so they say on our next expedition, we needed to make sure that they was it they needed to make sure that he passed the test before they could take him, yeah. right? And so <laughs> Michael even recorded on his phone of this reaction to this on the next expedition to planet Earth. And it, pan- and it shows it up, up an Earth in the sky. Literally, it's probably a Google image that they <laughs> literally laid over. <laughs> it's an overlay, like Did a you layer. see the clouds and everything. And I don't think Google was around. Was it? No, no. Was the internet? The internet was. Okay, then it was Google an internet image. It, it was an image. It was Something. an image of the Earth. That they just pasted on the sky. That it's a fucking sticker on the lens of the camera. They just <laughs> smashed it on the lens. Great job. It looks so real. Somebody blow their cigarette smoke over the lid so it looks like clouds are moving. God damn it. <laughs> but that was the end, so I'm like, what the fuck? What you the You find out fuck? they are on an alien planet. Which is probably the moon, judging by how close the fucking Earth is. Which is, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. It would have to be a different... Oh my god, I don't know what to say about this. Like, Except for R.L. Stein stole from fucking Twilight Zone. It was so... Okay, but when I first... I remember my mind being blown. Tyler, how did you feel at that reveal at the end? I was... Not, like, shocked. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's what we're going with here. Is that's this the, really what we're doing right that's now? That's the angle you want to go with right now? <laughs> it's gotta be planet Earth. It couldn't have been, like, they're on Earth aiming at another planet. No, it's gotta be this. It wouldn't it's have been a be- shock if not if that... Have you seen this one before, Michael? Yes. Okay, so you knew this was coming. Yes. Okay. So I, Tyler was the only one out of the loop. Well, it could, like, have like a, it could have been a second planet Earth. Like, Tyler, like, please stop. The, You're making this it, even It more. could have been like a third planet Earth within the second planet Earth. Let's go ahead and get to the trivia now. Okay, the trivia of why so the yeah, fuck it, was it planet Earth that so they yeah, were it for? it ends with them being like, our why next expedition is to Earth. Okay. Trivia. This episode was at, adapted into Goosebump Presents book number three, which, if you guys remember from the first, our first episode of this was, um, it's basically like a 
move like a show adaptation of the book so it had like pictures of it on the front and just it was basically the script of the of the show um when this episode first aired it was originally intended to have the theme that cuckoo clock of doom and girl who cried monster had which we weren't able to find we tried to look it up uh, instead it was replaced with the original theme except the word goosebumps appeared through the door of the house the word continued to move <coughs> excuse me uh, Benjamin Pliner, or Planner Roger played Jonathan Hall in season three's The Haunted House Game. I remember that, yeah. I'm, like, I can picture him in that episode mm -hmm. now. Okay. Uh, David Romella, is how I'm pronouncing it, uh, my, who played Mike, played Billy Brown in season three's Perfect School. So we have some reoccurring characters. Uh, Carrie Duff, Carrie Duff, who was an uncredited who was an uncredited appearance as a camper, played Margot in season one's Night of the Living Dummy 2. The rubber snake that Mike was bitten by is seen in two close-up shots as a real ball python. So yeah, I was right. It's a ball mm -hmm. python. Because when they're scared, they curl up in those balls. Poor and that, thing. And that's what it was doing. Uh, goof. In the scene where Billy is wielding his weapon, there is a repeated continuation... Uh, Continuity error in between shots. In one shot, the arrow is the cr in the crossbow has a suction cup tip, but it doesn't have a rubber tip in the next shot. That's probably why we thought it wasn't there, because the tip couldn't be seen. Yeah. Footage from this episode would later be reused on the episode An Old Story. Uh, let's see if we can find that later on. I would love to see if we can uh, point it out. When the kids first arrive at the empty camp spot, Roger jokingly says they're at Camp Nowhere. This name would later be used as the title of the ninth book in R.L. Stein's The Nightmare Room. Yeah, Camp Nowhere! That's How did I not realize that? Holy shit! That's so cool, because that got made into an episode, too, so we'll be covering that eventually. Nice. Sounds good, I suppose they didn't go with Camp Blood or something. This is also a reference to the 1994 True. film Camp Nowhere starring Christopher Lloyd, who Tyler thinks that... Larry looked like. No, he thinks Larry looked like Roger Rabbit. My bad. Yeah. Or a discounted version of Nick Carter. And, and then, yeah. <laughs> well, last bit of trivia. Movie, though. Camp Nowhere. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Like, I didn't know it existed. It's on Hulu. Okay. We have Hulu now. <laughs> okay. Last bit of trivia. Of the first, or of the two-part episodes to air in season one, this is the only one that did not receive a VHS release in North America. Hmm. Part of me understands why it was a two-part... Like, this one was a two-part episode because... Planet fucking Earth. It had a lot of stuff <laughs> to get in. And if it left some stuff out, it wouldn't make sense. And I get that. Like, they couldn't dumb it down like, as much... Oh, they did. ...as they could something else. <laughs> they, okay, okay, okay. In this episode's defense, back in the 60s, revealing that you're not on Earth was a major thing. Oh, absolutely. We are not of this Earth. But uh, this is 30 years later. Yeah. Is that moving? I can't yeah. tell if it's moving. No, it's moving. It's moving. Okay. It's very, very slight. Because it's zoomed out. Right, okay. right. We're going to have to That's zoom that in next time. Okay. Okay. Paranoid. Let's get to some differences from the book, which this is one of my favorite sections because I love seeing what this does. I have read this book before, but I can't remember everything that happened in it. Okay. Coachella. What are you doing? I don't know. Okay. During the sequence where the camp goes on a manhunt for Dawn, in the book version, the boys are given rifles. In the TV version, Uncle Al gives the boys vague devices that resemble crossbows. This was most likely done due to standards and practice rules forbidding scenes of children handling guns on children's television shows, unless it's a show on an episode centered on the dangers of mishandling a gun. Yes. 
So they were given rifles. They were gonna cap this bitch in the book. Okay. Oh, shit. Maybe not. Maybe it was just rifles with, uh, you know, the darts. Okay. Oh. Billy is woken up by Dawn instead of Larry. I can't remember when Larry was woken up. Or when uh, Larry woke Billy up. At what at what point? Do you guys remember that part? No. No? Okay. I'm drawing I, a blank. I don't know. Dawn is the only girl to hide in the woods in the book. She bring or Dawn isn't... It was a typo. Dawn isn't the only girl to hide in the woods in the book. She brings Dory with her. The the chick that... Got mauled? Got mauled, yeah. So that's what they changed in uh, here. That sucks. We gotta go look for her. The kids are attacked by a, a looping... A loop, lupine monster named Saber instead of wolf creatures. Saber did not physically appear in the book at all, and in the episode is revealed to be a robot created by the lab. Yeah, they did reveal Saber at the very end, like, oh, this is a robot. Which looks like a... Not a Final Fantasy, but the never a never-ending story character. Oh uh, yeah, okay. it's a puppet. Okay. In the book, Roger doesn't speak until later in the episode. He speaks for the first time near the start, like in the episode. Okay, so sorry, I read that wrong. In the book, Roger doesn't speak until later. While in the episode, he speaks uh, for the first time near the start. Okay. And never stops. And never stops. The campfire scene is extended due to Billy comforting Mike. That doesn't happen in the book, I assume. I guess. Tommy and Chris are absent. Instead, it is Jay and Colin who get in the canoe in a canoe accident. In the book, Dawn and Dory approach Billy while he is walk, taking a walk to tell them about what is going on in the girls' camp. In the episode, this happens while Billy is investigating the forbidden bunk. Did that make sense? I feel like I stuttered over my words again. Did you I guys understood it, but I'm used to you. Okay. In the book, Don and Dory approached Billy while he is taking a walk to tell him to tell him about what is going on in the girls' cat camp. In the episode, this happens while Billy is investigating the forbidden bunk. So okay. they go physically to him while he's taking a walk. So I guess they're trying to escape. Jay is less of a jokester with Roger taking on the Joker role. So I guess in the book, Jay is the Joker person. Yeah. But instead, they doubled Roger down and like made him very insufferable. <laughs> Billy never saves Larry from drowning after he falls off the canoe. Instead of being in a canoe, Larry shoves Billy into the water after a struggle and runs away. Bad so, touch. Huh? The bad touch. The bad touch, yes. Um, so I'm assuming Larry was also in the canoe and he was saved from drowning, which honestly... No. Would not save Larry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, would not save Larry. Would not... Do not resuscitate. Would not the save. actor did well. Oh, the actor did he well. He did really good. The actor did well, making me hate him. Yes, Absolutely. Okay, let's get to the good. What did you guys like about this episode? It's Billy. Kind of really believable. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of really believable. It's more grounded, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I think those are the ones where if I put myself into it, it makes it a little bit scarier for me. Because, like, this episode, if I think of myself, okay, I'm Billy in the situation. I have no power. I'm out in the middle of nowhere in this camp. That's terrifying for me, mm -hmm. you know? And I really love the homages to other horror properties. Yeah. Like, they use the Evil Dead close-to-the-ground tracking shot. Yeah. And they also, uh, I mentioned when we were watching at the Ridley Scott School of Filmmaking. Yeah. Where you never really show all of the monster at once. You get behind something. Okay. I liked that, because it reminded me of Aliens. Yeah. All right. And just all over the episode was good, up until that ending. <laughs> Tyler? Mostly because I saw it 30 years ago. <laughs> Tyler, the good? What, was, I, well, what did you I, like about I, it? I would, okay, so I would agree that 
one, it was more grounded, and it seemed like more of a realistic scenario kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Billy's character was really good. Like oh, yeah. he did play, he played a really good part, and okay. he did it well. Um, Larry's still a bitch. Larry's uh, still a bitch. Uh, most everybody acted well in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. think there was a single character that was like, okay, that's bad acting. No, I liked a lot of the actors in this one. Oh, Roger. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't like been... Roger's character, but he played the character well. Yeah. yeah. So I can't say much about yeah. that. So, I mean, overall, I liked it, except for the ending. That, that the, kinda, okay, that yeah, let's went... get to the bad. The ending was very, very campy. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. It's like you get this whole epic moment, like, Hey, good job, man. Like, you you were brave and courageous regardless of anybody throwing whatever at you. Like, your way. You did great. You're going to Earth. You're going to <laughs> Earth. And the thing is, if I was a kid, that would have blew my mind. That's the thing. Like, if I never read the book, or even when I read the book, I'm pretty sure it did blow my mind at one point. Because I read the book before I saw the episode. But yeah, that would have blew my mind as a kid. It so, did it for me because... I'm a fan of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. And they had, like, three episodes and during that. Yeah, you're right. Like, that was a thing back in those days, like, before this and stuff. So I get it. Um, but, yeah, it was... I thought... <laughs> the ending took me out of it a bit, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they could replace it with. I have no critique on it. I honestly think that I didn't like it because it's it was so overdone. But I think in its time, it was fine. Like, it's okay. Like... It was, Excuse me. It was too M. Night Shyamalan. What a twist! What a twist! Well, Arlstein really likes to do those kind of things, yeah. and I've always appreciated it. Another thing you have to realize, uh, especially with the Goosebump book series and stuff, like there was a bunch of them that didn't get make, made into the show because either they had stuff that they weren't going to be able to pull off. That's the reason why the first Night of the Living Dummy didn't get made. Because there's a scene where Slappy barfs over an entire cafeteria, and there's no way you could have done that. I guess, or at least not bucket. a way they would have wanted to be able to do that. Green screen it, bucket. Just, oh, God, just yeah. chuck a bunch um, of shit at you. It should have been easy to do it with a dummy, because you don't have to affix it to anybody's head. You can just shove it up in and... Maybe. You could use a uh, I don't know. pump. I don't know. Um, just pump it with a fire truck. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, uh, a bit of trivia that I always really liked. I listened to another podcast uh, called uh, Calling All Creeps which they review the book series of Goosebumps. Like, they go book by book. Uh, R.L. Stein would, ch like, churn one of these out once a month. Like, he would churn Goosebumps books out once a month, month after the other. That's impressive. That's impressive. No, that's so cool. Because I like a lot of the Goosebumps books. A lot. And you're telling me some of these came up right after, like, the month after? Like, he was sitting there writing. Like, I believe he said at one point it took him maybe a week to write a book. Like... He would he'd come up with the basic idea. He would basically come up with the name and then base it off of that, and come up with a story, write it all in a couple days, and send it out to the publisher. Which that's a grind, my dude. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And he did it without cocaine, as far as we know. As far as we know, Arlstein <laughs> did it without cocaine. I'm gonna keep that, Mr. King. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And he managed yeah, to do it all yeah. without child orgies, Mr. King. <laughs> I still love Stephen King, but R.L. Stein is still my favorite. <laughs> I like them both. Oh, I like them both, but R.L. Stein will always be my favorite. I can't choose. Okay, so let's move on a little bit now. Let's do our episode ranking on scares. Let me bring that ranking system back up for those of you who haven't seen this show before or listened to us before. We have a five-point rating system. It's going to match whatever show we do for Goosebumps. At the lowest level, it's You Can't Scare Me. 
Followed by number two, Living Dummy Teeth Chattering. Followed by three, Monster Blood Curdling. Four is Locked in the Basement. And five is Stuck in Horror Land. Now, what is our rank for this? If I'm putting myself in the shoes, I'm probably giving this like... I'm, I'm weighing a between four. a three or a four. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a four, for sure. Because summer camp things, they've always freaked me out. That's why Stuck I love... Stuck in Stuck in you're doing. You're giving it a five? I'm giving it a five. Okay. Because you're isolated from everybody else. Okay. Like if I'm putting myself in Billy's shoes... Outlast 2. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. You're isolated from everybody else. You're in a strange location. You're miles away from anybody. You can't contact anyone. You're the only G available. For all you know, there is some fanged monster hunting you. Yeah. And everybody else around you are insane. I'm going to go with a four. I was between three or four, but no, you're absolutely right. That stuff terrifies me. I think that's why I like horror stories about camps and shit. Like, it's kind of one of my favorite categories. One of my favorites that he does... Um, Sleepaway Camp? Huh? Sleepaway Camp? No, that he does oh, is, okay. uh, is a Goosebump book. It's called... <sighs> camp... Oh, I think it's called Camp Cold Lake. It's really, really cool. It's more of a paranormal thing, but I love that one. Um, okay, let's go into our rankings. Uh... So, Camp Nightmare, did you guys like this one better than Cuckoo Clock of Doom? Yes. Let's say I definitely did. Michael, what do you think? Yes. You think it's fair? Did you guys like this one better than The Haunted Mask? Yes. You did? I didn't. I, I still would prefer to watch The Haunted Mask. I'm kind of iffy on The Haunted Mask and the... Camp Nightmare? Yeah. Let's say, so if, if Michael's for a yes, I'm for a no... Um, then I'm so the deciding you're the, factor. You're the son deciding of a factor fuck. on whether Camp Nightmare goes above the haunted mask or not, or if it ties. We don't have a tie ability. Right? Have a tie? Oh my! Uh, I mean, what's your ex and the thing is, they're both two part episodes too. Now I realize it. Like, I guess overall, like your favorite, because like the haunted mask had a lot of good things going for it, but so did this, I believe. Like, you can make a case for both. So really, it's all up to your personal opinion. Like, whichever you liked better. I know, I'm not going to be offended if you liked it more than The Haunted Mask. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to put Camp Nightmare above. Above Haunted Mask? Yeah. Alright, well then, uh, I guess I'm out on this, so it's for you guys. Did you like Camp Nightmare more than Girl Who Cried Monster? No. no? <laughs> Is that no for you too, no. Tyler? No. no. Alright. No, not at all. So we have <laughs> Camp a girl who cried monster was a good one. It was fun. It was great. It's good. And this is a per this is a personal favorite ranking Hi. scale. Like so, like cherry pot. Yeah, it was. A but yeah, this is our personal favorite ranking scale so far in the Goosebump like series. We have at number one topping the charts. We have the girl who cried monster, which also had our least scary rating. I still find that funny. Uh, second up is Camp Nightmare, which has our first five in it. Our first five rating. After that, we have Haunted Mask, which was fours across the board. And then our kind of split one was Cuckoo Clock of Doom at number four. Because we had a one, a three, and a four on that one. <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead to the villain ranking that we like to do. We won't be able to do this for every single like show that we do. Larry is at the top. For this, I had a hard time. I was this telling was the government. I was... Ha <laughs> well... I was having a hard time with this. I was telling the guys in like during the episode, I was originally going to put Saber, but Saber became less and less of the main villain as the episode progressed. 
to where I think he was we, just that free floating like variable. He, it was like, like you wanted they wanted you to think, oh, this is the villain, you know. But as it progressed, it was like, okay, I think we came to agreement that the counselors are the main villain. Yeah. So the government, the government, the government. The government. Let's go. Let's go straight. Let's just do the counselors for this. Are the counselors worse than Mister Mortman? Definitely. Well, yes. Are the counselors worse than the Haunted Mask? Yes. Yes. yes? Are the counselors worse than Tara from Cuckoo Clock of Doom? Yes. Oh. I'm saying yes because there was more than one. Now imagine if there was more than one Tara. Oh, man. Tara, yeah. I hated Tara. I hated Tara so much. But I can punch Larry. I mean, you can punch, you can punch Tara. Tara if you want. <laughs> you just no, you just wipe her off the face of the fucking planet. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be on the planet. Anymore, 1, so I years of death. <laughs> I can't punch her anymore. She's gone. Reach into the void. Get away. <laughs> punch her. Send her back just in. Scorpion. Get over here. I think for me, the counselors are going to go above Tara because there's multiple of them and all of them are against you. Yeah. It's I'm, harder when there's just one against you, but when everyone is against you, you in know, a place that you are not, you know... All of them aren't giving you answers. One's named Uncle Al that says that's it's already, forbidden. That's already a bad Yeah, that's a red flag. And then you got one guy that you're scared that one day he's going to think you're a carrot and try and eat you because... So, so final verdict, the counselors for Camp Nightmare are are worse than uh, Tara. So they're above Tara. Let's do that. All right. So our current villain rank, we have the counselors from Camp Nightmare at the top of our most hated villains. Or like, you know, the worst villains, really. Second, we have Tara from Cuckoo Clock of Doom, which those of you who don't know is the bratty little sister. Cuckoo Clock of Doom can't really be a villain. It doesn't do anything without, you know, prior help. Yeah. Uh, the Haunted Mask at number three, and at the bottom is Mr. Mortman from The Girl Who Cried Monster. And that is going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Kinda Creepy. Boo-bye. Boo-bye. <laughs>